back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's Ken and Trent. Trent got it back with you, running solo here. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Ken going to join us here a little bit later on. We'll put a cap on the Super Bowl, talk some commercials as well. But right now we're talking Hawkeyes, our man, from Land to Ten, it is Scott Dockerman joining us here on the program today. Scott, what's happening? No, just watching the snow go down, and uh, had to pick up my daughter from high school, and it was, it's uh, you know, pretty rough here in Iowa City. I'm sure it's the same in uh, in Central Iowa. Yeah, yeah, Ken. Uh... Well, made it out to the interstate, and then he said after going 15 miles an hour for an exit, he was turning right back around. He's got a little uh, little longer drive than I do to get to the studio, so I'm in the elements. And as he said, Trent, I'm almost 60. I said, yes, turn around, turn around and get off the phone with me. Get back to your house and get safe. So we got bad weather happening. This is the time of year where you flip the calendar to February, the the drudge of the college basketball season. It feels like it'll never come to an end, but for Iowa – there's an opportunity it comes to end even before we get to March. If they lose in the opening round of the Big Ten tournament, Doc, uh, for the first time since 1938, their season will end before we get to March. Yeah, and it's it's totally likely. I mean, it's possible. You, you know, you looked at this team and the way that they played, um, you know, inconsistently. Um, I think right now, you know, on the road or away from Carver, they've not been good at all, um, except for the second half of the Illinois game. So, it's very possible they could they could shut it down, you know, by then. Now, you know, that said, I, I really wanted to see how they were going to compete in those, uh, you know, three games, that three-game span where there was, you know, all three against border foes, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Nebraska, and they went two and one. They won the home games. So I don't think that they've completely mentally shut it down, but that said, they're, they're just not very good, especially defensively to – to be able to, to compete for very long periods of time. Doc, defense, there's some guys with limitations, but you look at this roster, it doesn't feel like it should be this bad. I mean, youth, I, I think, plays a part of it. Inexperienced guys will get better, but but how is this team just this bad on the defensive end? It's one thing, hey, we're going to outscore people, and you can play that style, and it's all well and good, but, but this has been putrid for so many games. Well, I, I think the problem is with this team. I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I wrote something about it. And I, they said they look like a tangled mess, and that's kind of where it is. So they just don't have a lot of spacing on the roster. They don't have the, you know, they they have very few guards, people in the backcourt, and especially consistent guards. You know, and then they they've got a bunch of like power forward types, and uh, they just don't have, you know, a, a lot of good flow on their roster and. You know, if they were able to have, you know, uh, uh, you know, Jordan Bohannon, I think is a very good point guard. I wrote about it last week. Uh, you know, but they don't really have anybody who can back him up. And then Isaiah Moss is good at times, and other times he just completely disappears. And I'm, I'm not so sure that he's a really good two guard. He's more of a three. Uh, you know, and so you got guys who kind of step in at different spots. I think Nicholas Bear is much better off the bench because of his energy level, and he goes out and affects change, but. Sometimes you need that more off the bench than on the floor. I mean, that's why last year he was one of the best. In fact, he was the you know voted sixth man of the year. Um, you know, and then they just got a, this, too many, really, frankly, power forward types. And then you know, one through center in in Luca Garza. So I, I don't think they're spread out enough, and I think that's what's costing them on both ends of the floor, and especially on defense, because 
they just don't have anybody who can really guard the ball effectively, um, you know, consistently, you know, possession by possession. Doc, people wonder about roster construction. And going into next year, there isn't any open scholarships. Uh, I, I have a feeling that will change in, in one way or the other. But you bring in Joe Weisskamp, who had another ridiculous performance on Friday night. That's exciting. That'll be good. A top 40 player coming in nationally. That's a good thing. He'll be joined by C.J. Frederick. But it feels like more needs to be done for the roster. You mentioned roster construction and the way that it's built. Connor McCaffrey, not known as a lockdown defender, he's different because he at least has length at six foot five. But it feels like they're still even looking at next year, bringing in two guys that are guards. They're missing that guy that can give you 12 minutes a game. That's a lockdown defender, a, a Christian Williams, Anthony Clemens, who played more than that, but but a similar type. Could you see them going out maybe in the grad transfer mix and seeing finding a guy? from the MAC, finding a guy from out there, that's not going to be a star. That's not going to be your starting point guard, but somebody that has a skill set, and that skill set is here's a lockdown defender that can help us out for one thing we're struggling with. Can you envision that at all? Well, yeah, I think that's what they want. Um, I think that's what they need, obviously. Uh, the problem is, will that person be in such high demand? And when they go, hey, Iowa didn't make the tournament this year. Iowa had a losing record. But this team over here does, and they want me to do the same, perform the same task. And a lot of those situations, the grad transfers aren't those types of players. They're the types of players that scored a lot in a small league, and they want to test their skills out in, on the bigger league and, and in the bigger stage. And so I'm not so sure that's going to be available. Now, if they could find it, by all means, they need to do that. Um, but if they can't, I mean, then they're going to have to try to figure out what is still out there, if that is. A uh, you know maybe it's a junior college guy you know I mean they need a junkyard dog obviously on defense and they haven't really had that much in their history you know, under Fran McCaffrey but uh, Clemens is probably the best defender on ball and, and Gazelle was pretty good too people don't remember that very well but but you know Clemens could really guard the the shooters as well so they, they really need somebody like that now um, but what where where they're struggling is not only are they struggling defensively but their offense has to be pristine. It has to be executed at a high level in order to mask some of those, defici- those deficiencies on defense. And, and the problem with the inconsistency at the shooting guard slot is it forces everything on Jordan Bohannon. And he's good, and he, he's done an excellent job all year, but he's not that good. You know, he can't overcome everything. So they really need for a two-guard to be more consistent, and that's where I see Joe Wieskamp coming in next year will be a help. Uh, what other idea? And, and Doc, we're kind of searching for answers, right? I mean, it's, it's been the same discourse that we've had with this team throughout months and months and months on the defensive end. Is it time for Fran McCaffrey to find a defense that works for them? You know, Beeline had the 1-3-1 for years, the matchup zone, you know, with, with Bayheim. Is it time to tap into that successful coaching tree that he has and talk to different people and, and find – Find something that can be their own because though the switching defenses is difficult to prepare for because you got to be prepared for a lot. It just feels like Iowa, they don't have the one thing they can always rely upon. The one defense that they know in a tight moment, this is what we're going to do. Does something like that, could you see Fran McCaffrey going down that road this offseason? I think there should be a little more consistency on the scheme part of things. I agree with you there. It's just, uh, you know, one of the things, I, I actually kind of liked that, you know, a few years ago when they had different athletes out on the floor. 
is that you, you couldn't prepare for it. And it really worked when you had the athletes that can make it work. Problem is, nothing works right now. They can't just go straight man because they would get beat all the way around. And then zone, they're, they're not stopping the dribble drive penetration enough. And then that's leaving a lot of three-pointers, three-point shooters out there. And then, you know, they're also, you know, you have your post player that sometimes moves up, drifts around, and then gets cut, you know, by, by a, you know, the other center or somebody going to the basket. So, I mean, they, they've got, it's really more about the fundamentals than the, than the actual scheme right now. And I know we're all kind of searching here to see what, what might work and what might be better, but uh, that's the problem. I mean, it, it's fundamentals now. So I, I think they need to do a better job of teaching it. And I think they need to do a better job of, of executing on the floor. And, uh, you know, and if you don't have the athletes in the big 10, you know, or any major conference for that matter, you're going to, you're going to struggle on that end of the floor and especially when you don't apply those principles and fundamentals on a possession-by-possession basis. Scott Dockerman, Leah10.com is where you can find all of Scott's work along with Bobby Legest over there. Guy's doing a great job. Doc, uh, well, with the football season uh, a long ways away, plus recruiting not what it usually is this year, basketball's been a disappointment. Bencini doing a lot more wrestling. Is that something that you talked to the bosses about, something they were looking for, but really enjoy the coverage that you've been giving on the wrestling seat, something at least a little bit different for you, right? Yeah, I mean, when I was at the Gazette all those years, I mean, I didn't touch wrestling. That was K.J. Pilcher's territory. K.J. does a great job for the Gazette. And, but, you know, when we went to Land of Ten, you know, in some ways, not every way, but, you know, it's somewhat of a blank slate. And, uh, you know, when you have a passionate audience like Iowa Wrestling that's, you know, no matter if they're winning national titles, or, you know, or not, they're still very successful across the board, and the interest is high. So that makes a lot of sense to do that. And then you look at at this team, and I mean, I like the the construct of it. I think uh, you know, a few years ago, you might have looked at it and go, "Well, things aren't going so well." Now I think they've got a chance to to really make strides um, in the future. And, and this year, I think they can finish as high as possibly third nationally and then i think um you know they've got a guy in spencer lee who's a rock star i mean he goes out and just destroys really good wrestlers and even when he wins matches like seven to four then all of a sudden it feels like oh well what do you need to work on so you can beat guys 15 to nothing again you know so they i really enjoy it i you know the wrestlers they have great personalities of course tom brands uh, the filter is not quite the same with him as it is with certainly Kirk Barrett or even Fran McCaffrey. Yeah, a very, very entertaining beat, I'm sure, over there on the wrestling side of things. And you mentioned, you know, Iowa still, they're behind Penn State. They're behind Ohio State. Hope for the future. How about the fan base as a whole? I, I know they're working with the Hawkeye Wrestling Club, trying to get that built up, much like Penn State is. But, you know, brands, because it's it's been a while since the national championship and not competing what Iowa fans are used to. Is, is, is most of the fan base still all in, though, on Tom Brands? I think the ones who watch it and pay the most attention to it, yes, they're, they're all in on Tom Brands. I think it's the somewhat superficial ones who just remember Iowa kicking the daylights out of everybody for all those years under Gable that kind of helicopters in and says, oh, well, Iowa should be better than this, that, that kind of starts to, to think that they need to get find some sort of new coach or something. Mm-hmm. So, I think the ones that matter, the ones that really, you know, are invested and, and pay attention and pay attention to the recruiting trends and, and uh, who's on the roster and that, I, I think, you know, they're all in on Tom Brands. And, and I think Tom's an excellent coach. I mean, you know, it, it's just, you know, the, the, the swing in the sport 
I mean, it was it's like Pearl Harbor, uh, you know, for wrestling. I'm not going to compare it, you know, big picture, but you know, it was when Kale Sanderson left Iowa State for Penn State. Penn yeah. State was an untapped oil field, and he now he's just you know there are so many great wrestlers in that region that he can take advantage of. I mean, Tom Ryan's doing a great job at Ohio State. He took advantage of that Iowa traditionally was able to get what it wants. Now it's it's fighting those battles. And when you see Penn State and Ohio State, you know, excelling at a high level, and, you know, Iowa's got to get right there. But, you know, I mean, they went to Pennsylvania and grabbed Spencer Lee. They went to Pennsylvania and grabbed Michael Kemmerer, you know, two guys that are ranked in the top three. Um, so I think Iowa's doing an excellent job. They've got guys who are redshirting. Jacob Warner, who's going to be excellent. So, you know, and they have the, you know, would have had the number, you know, one, guy at 133 pounds but they had to kick him out of school a few years ago so i i think that's uh you know they're in they're in good shape it, you know it's not going to happen this year they're not going to be in the first place but i think they're going to be you know for the long term they'll be right near the top yeah south dakota state now uh the destination there at 133 pounds and well yeah. they got a couple from pennsylvania unfortunately one of the best here from our state brody teske he's making his way out to penn state uh, you get two but one gets taken away yeah, it's uh, it's that's the problem with Penn State. You know, yes. now that now they're a, they're a powerhouse, yes. and you're going to have to contend with them on a on a year by year basis. And you know, Iowa just has to you know continue to recruit at a high level. Once if they can get their wrestlers in there, um, they can coach them up and, and compete. No doubt about it. Oh, you can find all of Scott Dockerman's work over at Land of Ten, Hawkeye basketball, wrestling, football, and a recruiting day. Any surprises on the horizon? You waiting for anything coming up on Wednesday or uh, with that new signing date in, in December? It's it's a lot different, Doc, and honestly, it's not quite as fun to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it, and we're finding that out, too, from a metric standpoint. But, you know, I mean, you look oh, yeah. at uh, you look at December and, you know, and you got everything kind of pushed together, you know, the, the end of the regular season, the bowl stuff, and then all of a sudden, boom, there's signing day. And then, you know, then you go to the bowl. Um, you know, it used to be, you know, once you got back from the bowl, then it was like, okay, here's a month to, to go through this whole recruiting process. And, uh, and, but now you're looking at, um, you know, a month and Iowa's already signed, you know, I mean, what, 19, 20 guys, they got two commitments over the weekend. And that was, and one of them came out of nowhere. Um, you know, came on, uh, oh, shoot, Merriweather from Michigan. I mean, nobody had heard of him. He wasn't ranked by anybody. Um, and, and he wasn't even really a football player. He went out for football this year, and all of a sudden, wow, this guy's a great athlete. And, and uh, they put him on the field in, in Michigan, and you know, and he excelled. So, and then of course, uh, you know, South Hamilton guy uh, Logan Klemp. Uh, he's he's doing a you know he was a guy that I knew that they were talking to for a long time, and Iowa State was as well. And Iowa decided to pull the trigger, and, and uh, he committed. So um, there's one more tonight. We'll know uh, Jaden McDonald from Sewanee, Georgia. Um, it's going to be between Iowa, Ole Miss, Kansas State, and uh, Purdue. So I guess we'll find out if Iowa gets uh, one more linebacker prospect. But, um, you know, yeah, it's not as nearly as entertaining as it once was, but it's, you know, still pretty important. Well, Doc, you are entertaining as always. Thanks for joining me today. All right. Thanks, Trent. Appreciate the time. Scott Dockerman, give him a follow on Twitter at Scott Dockerman and find his work at Land at M. Him and Bobby Legess, they do a great job. Lots of content, different thoughts, different ideas. Love the stuff the guys continue to churn out over there. And uh, the wrestling coverage picking up. And Doc's right. Uh, Spencer Lee, even if you're not a huge wrestling fan, 
he himself is worth the price of admission or just to flip on to watch him wrestle what he did Friday night against Minnesota and Lizak. Uh, watched that on the DVR when I got home from high school hoops. It was it was a lot of fun to see high school basketball. We'll be back on Friday night. Speaking of that, as uh, I'll be making my way uh, over to looks like Roosevelt up next on the schedule. That's coming up on Friday night. School cancellations going on right now if you're uh, looking for it. Next week, though, is when we hit the big time. That's right, the state wrestling tournament. Full coverage here on 1700, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We'll have you covered all the 3A matches, all the local kids involved. We'll dip down 2A, 1A. We'll be doing it all from Wells Fargo Arena. Really looking forward to that. Should be a great time down at the well. So, Big week. We'll have the full schedule out there for you, let you know exactly where we are. Uh, but a lot of weeks coming up at Wells Fargo Arena. A couple weeks after that, we get to Girls State. Then the following week, Boys State Basketball Tournament. You're home for high school sports right here. 1700 KBGG. Not talking high school on the other side. We're talking Super Bowl. Andy Garman from KCCI is there, making his way back. Also, Scott Reister. Guys went up there. We'll get their thoughts on the experience. Andy Garman on the other side. Uh, Ken will be here for that. We'll also bring Ken in and talk a little more commercials. It's the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon, 1700 KBGG. We're back in a moment. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Well, it's that time of year again. Tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun out in the sun here at Camp Sunnyside. Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org. This Valentine's Day, create a memorable moment with the Hallmark Valentine's Day card that's sure to let your special someone know how much you care. Because even though you love them more and more each day, sometimes telling them gets lost in the shuffle. When you take the time to pick out a card for the ones you love and write what's in your heart, they'll know how much they mean to you. Find the perfect Hallmark Valentine's Day card today. Available in the card department, wherever Hallmark cards are sold. Crazy little thing called love. The 4 for 4 from Wendy's has a lot of fans because it's a deal that gives you a sandwich plus four nuggets, a small fry, and drink, all for just $4. But now the 4 for 4 has more variety than ever with eight sandwich choices. I'm loyal to the double stack. I'm Junior Baking Cheeseburger through and through. I pledge myself to the crispy chicken sandwich. I'm loyal to my hunger. Whether you're loyal to one sandwich or all eight, the Wendy's 4 for 4 has a sandwich for you. So try them all and pick your favorite. Now that's deliciously different. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Offer not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? 
Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Show your loyalty to the animals by becoming a member of the Loyal Friends Club at ARL. It's easy to join. All you have to do is make a recurring monthly donation of your choice, even as little as $5 a month, and you're part of the club. The care of one animal for one day is $15, and with hundreds of animals in our care, we rely on people like you to help us continue caring for the animals until they find their forever home. Join the Loyal Friends Club by visiting arl-iowa.org or call 515-473-9107. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Hey, honey, going to the chicken coop to watch the game. Whoa, football season is over. What game? Uh, the basketball, soccer, hockey game uh, race. Oh, big fan of those sports now, are we? Yeah, yeah, always. You know me. You're really just going for the wings and beer, aren't you? Pretty much. Bye. Yeah, buddy. The chicken coop knows what's up. The games are great, but the real MVPs are the flame-broiled wings and beer at your favorite sports bar. The chicken coop, sports bar and grill. West Des Moines and Urbantale. Sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. And welcome back once again. It's the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon here. 1700 KBGG. We take you up until 2 o'clock and we go out to the roadways this afternoon as KCCI's Andy Garman making his way back from the Super Bowl. It's... uh. Well, Andy, we got you on the road, and conditions uh, don't sound like they're very good uh, making your way back. you got a long drive in front of you. Yeah, it appears that way. I can tell you we're just uh, the story city on our drive back, and the roads aren't bad right here, but everything I'm hearing from south of Ames uh, doesn't paint a rosy picture, so I'm really looking forward to the next 45 minutes worth of driving. No, uh, it's it's not pleasant. I'll put, I'll put it that way. Andy, uh, you got up there yesterday. Um, I guess kind of give us a feel of what it was like inside U.S. Bank Stadium. I know that uh, I saw some of the pictures. You and uh, your your partner Scott Reister, who was up there as well with you, uh, tweeted some pictures. Um, just just being inside U.S. Bank Super Bowl Stadium for Super Bowl Fifty Two. What was it like? Kind of give us uh, what the atmosphere was all about. Well, I'll start with this, Ken. I've never been to U.S. Bank Stadium. This is 
my first trip up there to see that building, uh, and, and what an incredible uh, facility that is at the start. Uh, it's beautiful. It's, it's huge, obviously. It's got really, uh, I thought, great sight lines in several places that I walked around. And it's, it's just an interesting vibe if you've never been to a Super Bowl, and I had never been until yesterday, because I think if you go up there in week 11 and it's Vikings and Packers, it's a rabid fan base of, of Viking fans and, you know, angry visitors. And this has a has a little more of a relaxed feel. There were plenty yeah. of uh, Patriots fans and even more than that of Eagles fans. But there are obviously a whole lot of uh, corporate types, you know, people that have paid huge money just to go that don't necessarily have a rooting interest. And there's, in that situation, there were a huge number of Vikings fans there, too. So it, it had a little bit of a less of an edge that a lot of times you feel at an NFL home game, but it was certainly an electric atmosphere, just people smiling and chanting and cheering uh, the whole lead-up, and then for the whole six minutes. I mean, what a fantastic game. We got a good game, and that's something that I think we were all hopeful for here, Andy, without a rooting interest, no Midwest interest, anything like yep. that. We got a great game out of it, and... Uh, well, for you, getting in there on top of it, and, and the national media, anytime I saw somebody uh, complain about it on Twitter, I'd make sure to send them a gift back of, of a baby crying or something like that. You're covering a Super Bowl. Nobody wants to hear complaining about it. But you had to sit in the cold for a while, I, I saw, uh, making your way in. How many credentialed members are there, and, and how long did it take just to get in the building? Oh, gosh. It, the number's in the thousands uh, of <laughs> media members. I mean, you're talking about... Uh, Film photographers, uh, video photographers, NFL films people, and reporters from, and, and of course radio people from, you know, a hundred countries. I mean, we rode over on the shuttle. The media center was at the Mall of America. You know, it took us 35 minutes riding a bus to get from there to the stadium to even start the security process. But we're on the bus, and Scott and I are sitting there, and he strikes up a conversation with two guys in front of us that are from England. Uh, and, uh, you know, there were there were Japanese and Chinese media members there and Italians. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's a global event. American football may not have a global pull like, like soccer does around the world or other sports, but everybody knows what the Super Bowl is. And they were, you know, we were all shoulder to shoulder. It was, it was a full house from a media perspective. And there are three different kinds of media passes. There's a press box pass. There's the auxiliary press, which is where I was, in a section of the stadium. And then there's the TV compound where everybody else is. Uh, and, and it's full. And you don't really get a real scope of how big of a deal it is until we're all together. But when we're all together, uh, it, it was packed. It was fun. Yeah, on television, it's an entirely different animal when you watch it in person. Your thoughts on yeah. Justin Timberlake and the halftime extravaganza? Well, and, and I'll start by saying as a TV person, I'm a little bit of a, of a nerd when it comes to the production side of things. So it was interesting for me to see the teams jog off and on come the, uh, the technicians that set up, what, four or five different uh, performing stations and all the lights and get everybody. And, and that gets done in 10 minutes, uh, you know, which is just unfathomable how quickly it's done. Uh, and then the show started, and, I mean, look, you know, I'm sitting in the 300 level. I'm 10 rows from the top of the building. I don't have the best view, 
uh, of the intimacy of the halftime performance, but U.S. Bank Stadium has a gigantic HD screen. Uh, so I was able to watch part of, you know, look at it from afar and get the get the 10,000-foot view, and then also watch it kind of on TV and, and get to see it up close. It was really, really fun. And I know there have been some criticisms uh, of the performance. I've seen stuff online because everybody wants to complain about something. Uh, and for me, it was it was 12 or 13 minutes where he played and sang and danced the hits. The songs that people know. There's one song in there that I think was a new one. And it was the... It was the halftime show that was that I thought was just right. I'll say this: it was maybe the third best musical performance I saw uh, because the two pregame performances, Leslie Odom Jr. singing "America the Beautiful," that was great, uh, was amazing, and the Pink. I had tears in my eyes listening to Pink sing the national anthem. I don't think people give her credit for having uh, the pipes that she does. It was it was just hair stand up on its end, tears in your eyes, just incredible in the building. I only hope it was uh, that it broadcast as well as it sounded in the building. I had tears in my eyes as it was another uh, prop bet that went my way, so I was happy about that. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> the under. Huh? I had the under. I had the under, and it was feeling good. Did, well, you, know, did you know that she had the flu beforehand? Did, did that go into the betting for you? No, no, though I did hear that, and I was very excited to hear that report before the game that she had that. And In fact, I got it uh, even better. My, my number was better. I had 122 and a half seconds, so two minutes, two seconds, and a half, and uh, I was well under. So that was uh, the right side of things. I was on the other (laughs) side on a few others, though, unfortunately. Well, Andy, uh, so you go up there, cover the game. Uh, Looking for that local angle. Cole Croston uh, did not make the, uh, from the 53-man roster down to the 45 that were active. So he didn't play two practice squad guys with Ferencet and uh, with Riley McCarron. What else were you looking for? You know, you had that local angle, but but anything to, to bring that flavor back here to Des Moines? Well, and also Jamal Wilkes, former Cyclone, is on the Patriots practice squad either. They, they were all there, uh, but not suited up for the game. And once, you know, once those guys were eliminated, and we knew that, that Ferris and McCarron probably weren't going to play anyway uh, because they were their practice squad guys going in. Uh, at that point, you're just, you're just covering the biggest sporting event in the world in your yep. own backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it would be, it's like, it's like the year that I went to cover the Masters in 2008. I went down there to cover Zach Johnson defending his green jacket, but once he's not going to win, you're covering the Masters. You cover Tiger Woods, so Nicholson, and Trevor Immelman won that year. And, you know, so, so it was the opportunity to go and be a part of that scene. Uh, it was really fun. And then, in, so watching the game, I'm just watching the football game, and I don't get a chance to just sit back and watch very often. So that was a blast. Then follow that up with, the post-game extravaganza, which is uh, calling it a zoo, is probably an insult to Zeus. Uh, it was absolutely uh, bananas under underneath the stadium trying to get sound and then hurry up and get live at 10 o'clock uh, outside the stadium. We we got our steps in at that point. Hmm. Did you get on the field at all after the game, Andy? Yeah, we did. We both got uh, right up to it, and then we got turned away because our pass said no field access. So we've been told we were going to get on the field after everything was over, and we probably could have after our live shot, but it was four below. We're standing outside. We're both freezing. Scott had fallen and ripped his pants. Uh, <laughs> so we were we were both like, uh, let's get to the shuttle and let's get out of here. Let's, let's get on the road. But I'll tell you what, it was, it was 
once in a lifetime. You know, I, I saw uh, so many celebrities either on the Jumbotron or in person. I got to see Sadie uh, Rosenfeld. I saw Sadie. That was very exciting. I also saw uh, Giselle Bündchen. Uh, wow. So, you know, we, we get all the bases covered. <laughs> yeah, you talk about uh, two different parts of it. It's funny. I see uh, you, you and Scott are going there, and I saw Scott Friday night out, down in Norwalk. You talk about a change going from covering a high school event. Two days later, Scott's uh, covering the Super Bowl. It's what you get with local TV. It is, and, and that's the great part about it. You know, Scott and Nick Tabbert uh, went up to Minneapolis on Monday and did media night, opening night, uh, what used to be media day, uh, and talked to those three Hawkeyes and, and just kind of, you know, soaked up the scene a little bit, and we had some coverage during the week, and then back up there for the game. I mean, the reality is, you know, the Patriots playing the Eagles in New Orleans or Atlanta or someplace, we're not going to cover that. Right. Uh, you know, but the fact that it's so close that it'll never be closer, uh, you know, it, it was uh, it was really, truly a, a terrific experience, one where it looked really lucky to be able to uh, last thing for you, Andy, and it's, it's hard to, I'm assuming, hard to, uh, you know, look at cars that you're passing or that are passing you heading up there, but did you get the sense that there was um, a fair number, a fair amount of traffic maybe heading from central Iowa up on game day to the Twin Cities to experience the Super Bowl, or too tough to tell? Well, I, I mean, there was a lot of traffic going up, and, and we certainly did run into our share of Iowans up there. Scott liked to play a game. Uh, when he went to the Super Bowl two years ago in San Francisco, uh, and then also in this one where he just go on Facebook Live and uh, stand up in the crowd and say, okay, who's from Iowa? See how long it takes to find an Iowa. Uh, and yesterday it took him a couple of minutes before he ran into Chris Brennick from Rockstar Satellite up there. Uh, in San Francisco, I think it took 12 seconds wow. uh, before he before he said, who's from Iowa? And the guy goes, I'm from Norwalk. Hey, there you go. Okay. So... Uh, but I think there were a, like, a huge number of fans from Iowa, from North Carolina, uh, obviously from Minnesota, that just decided, hey, the Super Bowl's coming to town, we got to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in, in much the same way when the NCAA tournament came to Des Moines, you, know, you get Kansas fans and Indiana fans and Kentucky fans. You get a lot of people from Des Moines that are like, oh, here's my chance. I'm going to go uh, see this action, you know, in my own backyard. So uh, I think it was fun. I for the record, I've seen anybody in the ditch on 35 South, but we're not home yet. Hmm. Well, uh, Andy, so uh, you wrap up, you get out done, you, you get back in the warm vehicle. You didn't make your way to the Playboy uh, Playboy party last night. How was the party in Owatonna? Well, it was, uh, it was a lovely way to spend the evening. Uh, <laughs> we, got to, we got to Owatonna about 12, 15 in the morning, uh, and we were both fried because we were at the station at 6.30 in the morning to take off to go up there so uh it's a it's a full uh full full day and i'm certainly not complaining and i don't want anybody to, to misconstrue that so the party may have raged in Oatana last night but uh, scott was in one room and i was in another and i i think i turned the lights off i don't honestly remember i'm not sure that i got my entire suit taken off before i collapsed on the bed and that would be uh, that was the end of the fun for us well, on and Sharon kind of uh, taking us, uh, for those of us who didn't have that opportunity, taking us inside <laughs> U.S. Bank Stadium. Thank you, Andy. Sure, Kenny, no problem. Good to talk to Andy Garman and Scott Reister, KCCI here in Des Moines.
Good stuff there. We will take the break on the other side. We'll put a cap on things. A look back. We'll talk uh, some Super Bowl commercials. We'll talk. Uh, we'll see whatever else comes up on the other side as we take you up until 2 o'clock this afternoon. It's the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon, 1700 KBGG. The Dave Ramsey Show on 1700 KBGG is provided by Bowman Shaw Tax and Financial Planning in West Des Moines. They can custom tailor a winning strategy for your money to make the most of your investments and pay the least taxes on your income. Hey guys, this is Nate Adams. You want to know where to go for the best Valentine's Day gifts this year? Go to Christopher's Fine Jewelry. It's a tradition for the men in the Adams family to visit Christopher's because we trust their friendly, down-to-earth staff. No big sales pressure. They're happy to answer your questions and take the stress out of Valentine's Day shopping. Stop by Christopher's today at 3427 Merle Hay Road and tell them the Adams family sent you. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M, built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, or online, washersystems.com. My name is Natasha, and I'm with Home and Greater Iowa. We've been teaming up with Iowa Wild for five years now to host Pink in the Ring. If you've never been, this is the year. Join us at Wells Fargo Arena on Saturday, February 10th. We'll have lots of giveaways and a silent auction. If you're brave enough, you can get your head shaved or color your hair pink. After the game, don't miss the live jersey auction where you could take home your favorite player's jersey. So come on out Saturday, February 10th at 6 p.m. Wear your pink and help us raise money for life-saving services in our area. For more information and to buy your tickets, go to homeingreateriowa.org. See you there. You know, guys, we've got it pretty good. Going to games, watching sports on TV, listening to sports talk radio. We never really stop with sports. So maybe with Valentine's Day just around the corner, you ought to get her something special from Heartland Flag Poles and Flags. Did you know that we carry a huge selection of home decor and furnishings? We do. Art Peace Poles. We have a huge selection. She'll love the one you pick out for her. And best of all, she'll know that you're actually listening to her. Or at least got lucky because you went to Heartland Flag Poles and Flags. 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it. A new year upon us. A happy 2018. No lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. If better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines, so many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. At 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. It's New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and DC. It's been a pleasure to be on with two of the finest gentlemen, the guru. I love Jim Branson and Trent. You do a wonderful job. The whole package. I never give you enough credit, but I want to 
Uh, go back to the bar now where you just watch oh. out. <laughs> Check in the bail, Jeff. Hey, guys. Love the show. Love to have some local talk over the noon hour. Jimmy B and TC on Des Moines' big station for sports. 1700 KBGG. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Back one final time, the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon, 1700 KBGG. Ken well, you try to make it here. We talked about this at the top, and then how far out of Anki did you get before you said the heck with that? I'm going from the uh, the studios back home. Well, I uh, went 35 to Des Moines, then on 3580, and I got off at 14th Street. Um, said enough. I think we were doing like 15 miles an hour and slipping and sliding. And as uh, you know, I've got a uh, my other job requires me to be on a call this afternoon, and I was going to willingly do that. You know, listen and drive at the same time going home. Uh, but that's uh, not the best option if it continues to uh, snow like it is. So I uh, uh, passed on that, and um, I appreciate what you're doing for me, kind of covering, and we'll be in tomorrow, and we'll get through it. Well, uh, Super Bowl commercials was a big deal, still is a big deal, cost certainly is a big one, but any jump out at you, it was, I don't know, rating them. I guess anymore, I'd say probably over the last four or five years, it doesn't have the it doesn't no. have the same pull for me at least. They've run out of ideas, Trent. I'm convinced of that. There's um, you know all the good ideas are taken. It seems like all the good movies have already been done, and um, I think it's the same way with the commercials. I thought that over um, overall it was you know for the most part a thud. Um, the Eli Manning Odell Beckham that mm-hmm. a lot of people are talking about today. I mean, I never saw somebody dancing, so I don't oh, no. get it. Okay. You know, right. I, I didn't understand it when everybody's going crazy on Twitter. Um, you know, I'm not a Patrick Swayze. Yeah, that's not my idea of a movie. There's no, there's no uh, um, war in <laughs> Dirty Dancing. So I was, I, I, I didn't understand it. You know, the one ironically that um, maybe resonated the most with me is I get older here and move towards retirement and have no idea what I'm going to do. <laughs> was the uh, the 80 year olds the E Trade commercial uh, that that had the well, was a bunch of 80 year olds right that were uh-huh. part of it. I thought that was terrific. That one, uh, okay, didn't resonate with me. One that I chuckled at, and it's okay. probably because I like Danny DeVito, the M&M's ones. You see that yeah, one? I did. It was eh. It was all right. It was all right. I like Danny DeVito. I like always. In, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. So I was good with that one. Uh, that one at least gave me a chuckle. Uh, the Tide commercial was pretty good, though. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Um, that one, and you know what other one kind of was, was good? Um, 
was the Australian tourism that I had no idea where it was going. Right. You know, the I thought it was uh, they were going to they were redoing Crocodile Dundee, and um, this was because there were so many commercials uh, for for upcoming movies that I thought, well, this is just going to be another one. And then it was good to see the original. What's his name? Paul Hogan. Is that his name? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That that he was actually had a cameo in it. Uh, and then come to find out that it's for Australian tur- tourism, which I thought was pretty good. But, yeah, the tide, that one in the E-Trade with the uh, 80-year-olds who are still part of the workforce, uh, the guy trying to hold down the hose and getting thrown around by that one a little bit. But but overall, Trent, I mean, the, um, the, the one of the Dodge Rams was pretty good, the Vikings. They turned around yes. when they realized that the Vikings weren't in it. But the other Dodge commercial... Uh, that uh, Martin Luther King part, uh, and they used uh, one of his sermons. I thought that was just. I mean, that's atrocious. Tone deaf. Tone, Tone deaf. I, I had. I, I thought that was um, a huge mistake, and that ad rep should be fired. But you know who should be hired, and I would have to think that there's um, TV stations and media companies around the world trying to find whatever salesperson reached out to Turkish Airlines and got them to sign on the dotted line because what a waste of money. <laughs> what, you're not going to Turkey anytime soon? Well, I mean, come on, I didn't even, for one, I didn't even know Turkey had their own airline. So, <laughs> so I guess in that, but, you know, um, <laughs> when has Turkish Air ever been an option for anybody, right? Especially, you know, where we live, not right. that they're targeting Des Moines, but, but still, Turkish Airlines sponsoring the pregame set, I have no idea how much they paid, but I don't believe they got their money's worth. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. $5 million for a 30-second commercial. I don't see uh, $5 million coming up. But, hey, now you know who they are. You know who they are now. So uh, if there ever is that option, you go, oh, hey, they had money for a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. Maybe just maybe uh, the, the airfare will be a-okay. Uh, let's see. Anything else? All right. Well, I thought, I thought um, and, and Andy Garman, who we had on earlier, talked about it. Uh, Leslie Odom, who I've never heard sing a song without chuckling before he starts singing. Uh, if you think of his nationwide commercials, mm-hmm. he comes on, he always has a little giggle before he, you know, starts belting out the tune. Um, but that was phenomenal. That, yes. that was just terrific. That was goosebumps. And, and I agree with him. I thought Pink uh, did a really nice rendition. Now, look, to, to me, uh, you'll always, the bar was set by Whitney Houston in Tampa 19, was it 91? Mm-hmm. I want to say 1991. And I know she looked, think it doesn't matter to me one little bit. It was... Um, it was just amazing listening to that, and, and to this day, Trent, whenever I hear her um, you know, sing that rendition of the anthem back in that Super Bowl, I, the hair on the back of my neck stands up, and that's not my national anthem, as you well know. Right. Um, it, it's phenomenal, but I thought Pink did a nice job. Um, but uh, what, what else? You know what? The officiating wasn't bad. It really, I don't think um, there was an egregious call at any time. I thought that they... You know, the Clement uh, not overturning that one. I thought yeah. during the regular season that, you know, that seems to get overturned. I thought in no way should Ertz's uh, touchdown be overturned because he was a runner at that point. He actually like, caught the ball about the five-yard line. His second step was at the four, so at that point he's a runner. Um, but other than that, I thought Steratore and his crew did a nice job. What about you? Yeah, uh, no problem there, and it was one of those things where, you know, it's so funny, we had some people over watching it with people that don't watch NFL Sunday the way that we do, and a couple guys were the same way as me, well, they got overturned that, if they're going to do it just like it was in the regular season, and you just don't know, and and the, the simple part of it, 
well, that's a catch, right? And then the football guys are like, eh, you never know anymore. And don't they have to fix that? Yes. Get get back to what what we're used to. A catch is a catch. Let's not make this so difficult in completing the play and completing the process. Are you a receiver? Are you a runner? You have control of the football. You cross the goal line. It's a touchdown. It's over. It should be very simple. Let's hope we get back to that. I, I do have one more on the commercials, though, Ken. Which one? Can we retire dilly-dilly? Well, the answer is yes, if, if it's up to you and I. Um, I have to think, Trent. I mean, Bud Knight was a good idea, I think. Maybe not. A, maybe I should rephrase that. Seemed like the logical next step, but I didn't get once he got off his horse. I didn't understand the rest of it. Um, but, yeah, look, they, they certainly got a lot of miles, and if you were originally cast in that first Dilly Dilly commercial, I'm assuming most uh, you thought it was a one-time deal and had no idea that you would be able to capitalize on it for as long as you did. But I don't know. I mean, I know that Iowa State fans took it and ran with it, and I'm, I'm assuming there were other schools that did likewise. But, yeah, I think probably Dilly Dilly has run its course. I, I would never thought it was funny the first time when I saw Iowa State fans first doing it. I didn't know they were talking about that commercial because I thought that commercial was awful. And I do a, a Google search, and what comes up on uh, on Urban Dictionary, I, I can't repeat on radio. So I, I'm sitting there, okay, and then it just keeps going. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe this is the first time where I, I really feel completely out of touch because I was never enjoyed it. I never thought it was funny. I didn't think it was witty by any means. And it goes on, uh, but I have a feeling this will be looked back as the Budweiser Frogs. Yeah. What's up? Remember right. that? Yeah. No, sure. I, I think that'll be uh, probably, this will not age very well. No, I, I don't think so. You know what else? Uh, there was another one I, that I thought was just a complete waste of money. Well, there's a couple of them. Um, the thing under the bed didn't make sense, but the one to me that was just, I mean, the Diet Coke with the twisted mango, the girl dancing, yeah. I mean, she's the, the long, long legs, but... I didn't understand that. I mean, what what was the point of that Diet Coke commercial for Twisted Mango when you've got a, when you got this um, young woman dancing? I, I didn't understand it. Swing and a miss to me. Uh, yeah, a huge swing and a miss. Yeah, a, a, a Diet Coke commercial. I guess they're trying to push out their new line. This is what they came up with. Uh, yeah, overall, kind of a, a blah set of commercials. But, but a great game, Trent. Yes, I mean, the, the, the yes. game saved the day. The commercials, I swear to God, they've run out of ideas. <laughs> the commercials I, are, are starting to become less of a, uh, a reason, I think, for people to tune in and watch this thing. I mean, the halftime show outdid the game itself. More people watched halftime than they did the game by like a half a million. I saw earlier 48 million to 47 million. Uh, the game built ratings-wise as it went on. Why wouldn't it? It was a terrific football game. Um, but, you know, look, at, we, we said it all week, whatever, and we'll say it again throughout the, throughout the upcoming year and years, is the, the final game, all you want is a compelling championship as the sport, you know, goes on mothballs. And, and we got that again. I mean, the Super Bowl was unbelievable. Brady's got the ball. I mean, these guys died with their boots on, Trent. They died with their boots on. Brady with an opportunity to throw the ball into the end zone, to give them an opportunity to go for a two-point conversion to tie the game. It's just, just phenomenal, phenomenal theater. All right, so they're out. They've been out for a little while already. Super Bowl L-I-I-I, 53 uh, we will make our way to the next one. Updated odds. Just looked at this just a little bit ago. Okay. The Patriots are the favorite, five to one. Right. Eagles, the second choice now at seven to one. Guess who's third on this list? 
Guess who's third on the list? Um, it's it's the it's the Minnesota Vikings. It is not. It is their brethren in the NFC North, it's the Green Bay really. Packers. Boy, Aaron Rodgers still moves the needle, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. And uh, well, I mean, we talked to Jason Symbol in the summer. He yeah. says every year they they get mm-hmm. Packers money. Everybody from Wisconsin that makes their way out there. Got to get their futures ticker. Steelers right behind them at 10-1. to 1, Then the Vikings at 12-1. to 1, And you get into some long shots. Uh, Rams, 49ers up there, though, at 18-1. to 1. Are they really yeah. the 49ers? Yeah. Wow, that's surprising. Where are the Rams going? I mean, right. I, they got to be the where, – what are the Rams? Uh, just slightly ahead of them, se- uh, plus 17.50. Okay. And then 18-1 to 1 for the 49ers. You got the Texans and Saints next. Yeah. Jags, Falcons, Cowboys all at 20-1. to 1. Uh, the Chiefs thirty to one, Chargers thirty one, your Broncos thirty five to one, and uh, down towards the bottom you get into the Bears, Bengals, Bills, Jets, and Browns all a hundred to one. So, so there's a group of them in a hundred. So they don't uh, zero in on one that's got no chance, right? right? Like the Brownies normally do. Interesting. Well. I hate to say, I'd like to say it'll be here before we know it, but that's not the case. <laughs> we got a long, long off season. Well, you got a call to get on, Ken. We're going to wrap things up here. And, uh, well, thanks for joining me today. You could have just thrown in the towel, but it's the day after Super Bowl. Uh, even even in bad weather, we we got time to talk for a couple hours. Absolutely. Thank you for doing this, Trent. We'll see you tomorrow. Zuba Mahente is part of it. Um, hopefully... Frank Schwab will be back from uh, Super Bowl 52. We'll grab him and some other stuff as well as the Hawks take to Florida more night against Michigan State. Sounds good. Coming up here from 4 until 6 o'clock, myself and Jimmy B. And uh, we will have John Bonacamp stopping by. We'll get his thoughts on his AP Top 25. Always love doing that on a Monday and figuring out, well, it went wrong again for the Hawkeyes. We'll do that with the Burlington Hawkeyes, John Bonacamp. We also will have Ben Jacobson, the UNI head coach. Speaking of going wrong, went wrong again for the Panthers, this time at home against Indiana State. We'll talk with him. And uh, Wolfgang will also be here later on in the 5 o'clock hour. That's from 4 until 6 o'clock. We are out of time for today. Thanks, everybody, out there for listening in. Once again, we'll be back tomorrow starting at noon here on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right on you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines' Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Hey guys, this is Nate Adams. You want to know where to go for the best Valentine's Day gifts this year? Go to Christopher's Fine Jewelry. It's a tradition for the men in the Adams family to visit Christopher's because we trust their friendly, down-to-earth staff. No big sales pressure. They're happy to answer your questions and take the stress out of Valentine's Day shopping. Stop by Christopher's today at 3427 Merle Hay Road and tell them the Adams family sent you. 
If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to keep good records. We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Bookkeeping, payroll, sales tax reporting, as well as income taxes, everything you need to be successful in running your business. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. You do what you do best and let us do the rest. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440 Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, Head Coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on Seventeen hundred. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate shop.